Good morning, gorgeous. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a beautiful morning or day or evening. Welcome to the Dr. Daff Show. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Daff, and I'm excited about today's topic. This is actually a segment from a YouTube video that I have on my faith channel called Mornings with Michelle. And if you're not familiar, I just started that channel. I don't normally post on it, but I've tried to be more consistent about it. And I'm just bringing you a few of those segments here on the podcast. So the audio is pulled directly from the video. It's not as sharp and clear as a typical podcast, but I want to make sure that you get the information. But if you're someone who likes to watch it, then visit my YouTube channel, Mornings with Michelle, and you can actually watch this segment over there instead. I am reading a book over there with the ladies on that channel called Disciplines of a Godly Woman. This book is created to help shape you into the beautiful godly woman that God created. Being a woman here on this earth is so fun and fascinating and exciting, but of course we get to a point in our lives where we realize that we need more. We need more than just the clothes and the man and the bags and the restaurants and the food and the Netflix. We need something a little deeper, a deeper connection within all of us. And that's because we were created by God. And when God created us, he put a special need in us for connection and relationship with him. And it's a space within us that nothing else, nothing else could ever fill. Not a baby, not an animal, not a job, not a certain amount of money in your bank account. Nothing can fulfill this particular need because only God can fill it. And so with that, we have to realize that we need to make space and time in our lives to spend with God and to understand how God wants us to operate. He created you. He loves you. He wants you to live the beautiful life that he had in mind when he created you. And so many times we are so off track from the life that he actually wanted us to live because we're doing things our own way. And so this book is so nice because it helps anyone who really does want a relationship with God, but doesn't really understand how being connected to God impacts them on a day to day. Like, what does it actually look like in my life to be connected with God? And so it teaches you how to live as a godly woman, how to have a close connection with God and understand the things that are written in the Bible and help you just to be a feminine woman because God created you as a feminine woman. God likes his women feminine. Okay, that's how he made you. And a lot of us are so disconnected with God because we're also so disconnected from our femininity. So today, we're talking about submission. Mm-hmm. That word that you try to stay far away from, submission. But the interesting thing is, in this book, it's not specifically talking about submission to your husband, which is what we normally think about when we hear the word. It's more about submission to everything that God has <laughs> in your life, which is submission to your boss, submission to God's will for your life, submission to your parents, submission to a certain plan or something God has asked you to do, submission to the way God has asked you to live. I bet if I asked many of you, how does God want you to live? You probably wouldn't know, or you may refer back to the Ten Commandments and it's like, 
girl, (laughs) there are so many other things that God wants you to do in a day-to-day that has to do with the way that you treat people, the way that you behave. And unfortunately, one of the biggest, biggest ways that Satan, the devil, operates in our lives is through ignorance. Because we don't know what's really for us, we don't really know when we're wrong, how we should do things or what we shouldn't do or how to fix something or how to stop something, he's able to wreak havoc in our lives. And so God wants you to know, at least know, even if you decide not to do it, at least know so that the devil has no access into the blessings that God has for you. So that's what we're talking about today. I know this was a long intro, but I think it's so important that you understand the overall perspective of this content and it inspires you to just live in a more godly, beautiful way. So go ahead and get something warm and cozy and lovely to drink. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about this. Our topic today is the discipline of submission and you submitting to God's order and God's purpose and will for your life. Now, we all know that submission is a dirty, dirty, dirty word, but it doesn't have to be, and it's really not supposed to be. It has been molded into a dirty word for women when really it's an empowering position to be in, not just for women, but for everyone. And I feel like she does a really good job in this chapter of talking about how you can submit to God's will in your life in all areas. And she talks about the posture of godliness. Let me move a little closer. Move a little closer to you. Let's get up close. Okay. She talks about the posture of godliness. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Philippians 2.10. So when you hear the word submission, what do you naturally think about? I know I naturally think about listening to my husband, doing what my husband says, being underneath him in an authoritative sort of way. And when we hear the word, it just makes us feel oppressed and it makes us feel like we are out of control, like we don't have the luxury of our own self-control, our own self-image, our own self-autonomy. It's like we have been subjected to be underneath, like you're being pushed, pushed, pushed down underneath the rulership of a man. And that can be very scary, especially if you are with someone who you don't trust, if you're with someone who doesn't make good decisions, if you're with someone you feel like you're smarter than, if you're with someone who is even slightly abusive, or you have been in an abusive relationship. The idea of submitting is scary. But I want you to open up your mind and realize that this is a bigger concept than just you submitting to your husband. It's actually so much bigger than that, especially as far as what we're talking about today. This is bigger than just your husband. This is the submission to God's will in general. And because it's such a dirty, dirty word, it's gotten so muddied that we don't like the idea of the word 
in any capacity. And she talks about here in the book that there was a book written in the 60s by Betty Friedman and it's called The Feminine Mystique. I don't know if you've heard of that book, but it's a book on feminism. Femininity and feminism sound very similar to a person who doesn't know it's not familiar with this world and they're complete opposites. They're on two complete extremes in terms of womanhood. So sometimes people mix up the word femininity and feminism and they even are talking about femininity and they'll use feminism but they are different and it can be a little bit confusing. Feminism is you as a woman wanting to have like equal rights to a man and and believing that womanhood should be not only celebrated but it should be like exalted in a way. And it's, it's hard for me to describe it without actually reading the definition, which I could obviously do, but I'm thinking of it more in the way that people exercise it. When I was growing up, I grew up with a single mother and she was a really hard worker. She loved being a woman, but she also loved the idea of like being successful and making sure her girls were successful, especially after coming out of a marriage that did not work having to support herself is a lot like I don't even know how people do it honestly as single parents it is just so intensely difficult to have to provide and have all of that responsibility on you for your children so she was really intentional about teaching us girls how to do everything and how to have confidence in our womanhood this idea of like girl power and you know we were in girl scouts and it was a really big topic in our home like being a girl like with power power to the people power to the women and i i always loved it i embraced that side and it wasn't until i got older that i realized how some of that not what my mom was teaching me at all but like the bigger concept behind some of those concepts were so misleading, so damaging, and they were the pitfall of ruined relationships. I, a lot of my earlier relationships, you know, and a lot of people's marriages did not work out because of that lost art of femininity being wrapped in this disguise that feminism is what you need and what you should desire. If you watch the Barbie movie, I was really disappointed with that movie because that movie I felt really spoke to feminism and it was supposed to be a fun you know just easygoing movie for girls who love Barbies but it ended up being such a downer because all of the hidden messaging was saying that women should prioritize the workforce and being equal to men and doing what men do and even disrespecting men in order to have value and power and that a woman like in the beginning when the little girls crush their babies heads in order to be this like sexy glamorous barbie was so disappointing because being a mother being a nurturer being a feminine sweet woman is just as powerful and important as being a woman in the workforce one is not more important and valuable than the other but that's a side note let me let me get back to the point <laughs> in the feminine mystique she says here that feminism began infiltrating the evangelical church and um, this idea of submission became offensive to Christian women instead of being central to their identity as children of God. 
Feminist ideology cannot hold the central place in our lives. Dr. Kirsten Burkett points to the reasons why in her book, The Essence of Feminism. She says in her book, feminism is a selfish movement with no sustainable philosophy, a fabricated history, and an incoherent morality. It does not bring freedom and fulfillment for women, and it will not right injustices. And she writes in the book here that submission is the path to blessings. Many Christians have a foggy understanding, thinking that submission has something to do with marriage and a woman's relationship to her husband, which it does, or perhaps a woman's role in the church, which it also does. But the call to submission is a much more extensive fact than narrow applications. Submission is yielding to the authority of another person. Submission is placing yourself under authority. And we submit in so many ways, yet we only focus on submission in relationships. When you submit, it's not like you are a robot. You are a slave. You are making a conscious decision and you are saying, yes, I could, but I'm not. And we submit every day in our lives to different things. You submit to your boss. If you have a job, your boss is the one who is ruling over you. He's the authority or she's the authority. And if you don't do what your boss asks you to do, you're fired. When you are driving your car down the street and you see a red light, you submit to that red light. You don't drive through it. You could, but if you do, you're probably gonna end up in an accident and you're probably gonna end up with a ticket or worse. And that is you submitting to the laws, to the rules of the town that you're in, saying that this is a marker indication that you need to stop. We submit to all kinds of things every single moment because that is how we have order in this world. Order comes through submission. And it's only in the scope of a relationship where it becomes a problem because you feel like you should be equal to this person. Yeah, sure, the boss has some sort of precedence over you because they're paying you money. And the law has some sort of precedence over you because they're the lawmakers and they are the ones that we look up to. But why is it any different with your husband? Aren't they giving you something? Aren't they providing you with a life? Aren't they choosing to spend their life with you? Are they not giving you anything at all? to where you feel like you don't need to follow any sort of order or rule that God put in place. And that's the key word, that God put in place. This is not something man came up with. It's not something that men came up with. It's something that God created for the order of this world. And she says in the book that the authority to which we must yield is God's authority. The gospel reveals the truth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And it says here in the scripture, and being formed in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth 
and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 8 through 11. When we hear the word Lord, it means to rule over. When you think of a landlord, say you live in an apartment building or you're renting in someone's home, they are the ones that are ruling over you in that circumstance. They're the ones that you have to listen to their rules, you pay them the rent. If something breaks, they take care of it. They're lording over you. When we hear Jesus Christ as Lord, it's saying that he is ruler over everything. And it's interesting when people do like deliverances or if there are people who are like witches or things, you know, spiritual darkness, and they come up to the pastor or the religious leader and they claim that they're this and they're that, sometimes they'll say, okay, well, then say Jesus Christ is Lord. And they can't. They can't say it. That's like the one phrase that demons and devils and spiritual wickedness, those entities cannot say Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's how you know, ah, got you. Jesus, our Lord, is a different kind of king. And we submit to him in part by pattering our lives after his example. As Lord, Jesus behaved in a way that was different from any king the world has ever known. Rather than assume a prideful position in dominance, Jesus humbled himself. And this is when we talk about submission. You know, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. This is God. Does God need to be washing anyone's feet? Like, he's God. Does he need to be doing anything that's quote unquote beneath him? No. But we do. We walk around with our head held up high and we don't want to bring ourselves down for other people. Humility is one of the most beautiful things a person can ever show to the world and to God. The Lord loves humble people. He despises the proud. He doesn't even want to deal with proud people. But when you are humble, it's showing that you are confident. You're confident in who you are and you're able to go under the direction or under the influence of whatever needs to be done in the moment. You're not afraid to get your hands dirty if you have to. You're not too high and mighty, too rich, too pretty, too whatever to submit in any moment's notice. And that is what Jesus tried to show us as an example, that he being God was able to bring himself down and talk to the dirtiest person on the street if he needed to. He wasn't like, mm, I don't want to catch COVID. You know, he wasn't doing that. I remember um, I was ministering once and it was during the pandemic time period and I was going around and like laying hands on people and praying for them. And I remember someone telling me like, it's COVID, you're gonna touch them, you're gonna... And I'm like, do you think, do you think that with the power of God, I'm going to catch COVID laying hands on this person who needs healing? Like, where does your faith stop and end? Are you too good to touch a person when the Lord says to lay hands on someone? Are you too important to risk your anything, your money, your time, your health for the benefit of another person? Do you realize that God is the one overseeing your entire life? He's the one overseeing your entire life. Where does your faith lie? Because a lot of us are not able to be humble because we are so attached to our things, attached to our money, attached to our health, attached to our possessions, attached to our titles. 
and it's like <laughs> i'm sorry i'm the ceo you think i'm gonna be doing this paperwork you think i'm gonna be talking to this person absolutely not i have seen so many examples of this happen in my day-to-day -day life where a person who was with me didn't want to be seen with me doing something for someone else who was quote unquote beneath them and i was always like alarmed by that because you know that's not how i'm built but at the same time i do see how we can get to that point when we stop seeing god's purpose in our lives and only focus on ourselves we see from this passage that jesus christ had no identity crisis he knew exactly who he was he knew that all power belonged to him he knew where he came from and where he was going he knew his purpose on this earth his humility that day and throughout his life was born of this confidence when you're confident you don't need to prove anything to anyone you can humble yourself and it takes nothing from you because you're still the same person that you were whether you did that thing or not the love of God is what motivates us to follow Christ's example and enables us to loosen our grip on our plans for our lives, placing ourselves squarely under God's loving rule each day. And part of our rebellion against God is our desire to ignore God's plan and his order for creation. Submission is for everyone. It's not just for women. Jesus Christ had to submit to God, God the Father. Jesus Christ had to submit to people you have to remember he was a person here on this earth he was a child he was a teenager he was an employee you know he had to submit to other people in his life and he never said shoot i'm god what you thought like no the lord was pleased with him he said he does whatever he sees his father doing he looks to god and whatever the father is doing he's doing He's under the Lord's submission for the will of his life. And it says that believers who cannot submit to human authority do not know how to submit to God. For it is God who demands submission within human relationships. Conversely, believers will be ineffective leaders, incapable of fulfilling human authority roles until they learn how to submit to others. Submission is for everyone. And we oftentimes just want to please ourselves self this self-love self 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 and that's why it's so hard for us to submit to god's order even when jesus was in the garden of gethsemane before he went to the cross he was praying to god uh yeah jesus was praying jesus himself had to pray in order to get through what he needed to get through god himself had to pray <laughs> that's like a mind blower for me because it shows us how important it is for us to remember that we have to pray when we're not willing to submit to things that we need to do in life whether it's our boss who's really annoying and stresses you out whether it's your husband who is asking you to spend a little bit less money because he's trying to save for a house and you want to buy this and this and that you know when you're at the grocery store saying you know what I need to submit into the authority of my husband because this is a plan he has for our family so i'm not going to buy all these extra things I don't really need i'm going to be under the authority that god has placed me under whether you're submitting to a church authority figure which some people also have a really hard time doing it obviously does stem from childhood right 
Parents need to teach their children how to submit. Parents need to sometimes raise their voice or get a little bit more, you know, authoritative, not physical, like in terms of violence towards your child. But I mean, when you have a child who's just straight up not listening to you at all, you know, choosing at a young age to show them and teach them about authority and how important it is for them to submit to you because it's the very first step for them being successful and blessed. They learn how to submit to you. They learn how to submit to authority figures, their teachers. You know, don't go to their school when their teacher messed up or talk crazy about their teacher in front of them because you're teaching them that they don't have to submit to their teachers. Sure, maybe if their teacher was wrong, the principal was wrong, you know, they're wrong. You're going to have to go to the school and you're going to have to, you know, say what you need to say. But at the same time, it's also important to know that they don't need to watch you being disrespectful to a person that's placed in authority over their lives. That is inappropriate. Our instincts is to please ourselves. We naturally wish to define our own boundaries, rebelling against any outside authority. Submission is something we have to learn. And it's something that we have to learn day by day by day. This submission involves you understanding how God wants you to live your life and each moment you thinking about what the Lord would have you do in this situation. Like people used to say, what would Jesus do? It's about what God asked you to do. And in every moment saying no to your own will and your own flesh, because your flesh is enmity against God. Your flesh and your spirit are always fighting because your body, your mouth wants to do something. Your spirit's like, no, 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 no. But which one are you going to listen to? And she gives an example in the book that actually happened to me and my mom. We were at a restaurant once and it was for my birthday and she was so happy to be there. And I was too. And we get there and we are asked where we want to sit. So I walk with the waitress and I was like, I like that seat over there. It's really nice. So she's like, okay, you guys just wait a few minutes extra and I'll get you that seat. Well, what ended up happening was that seat was given to someone else. She actually forgot and gave that table to someone else. So my mom was really upset and she was like, oh no, this is unacceptable. How could they give it to someone else? We've been waiting. So I told the waitress, I said, oh, it's okay, no problem. She's like, you know what, I'm so sorry. If you can just wait an extra 10 minutes, I'll get you another table. Now my flesh, my natural reaction was like, oh, I know you did not just, it's my birthday. Is it because I'm black? I mean, it was a beautiful upscale restaurant. And of course we were the only people of color there. So all these thoughts were flowing through my mind that I wanted to say, I wanted to give her an attitude, but the Holy Spirit said, Michelle, don't do that. And I didn't, I said, it's okay, we'll wait. And my mom was irritated because she was like, that's all you're gonna say? And I was like, no, we can't do that because God is the one who looks over our lives. God, God saw this whole thing happen. God will take care of us. And lo and behold, about five minutes later, she comes back and she's like, I have another table for you. And this table was seated in a private room, which overlooked the ocean. It was the nicest table in the entire restaurant. It even had like a curtain that you could close or open. And it sat like up over everyone else. 
So people kept walking by looking at us like, who are those people? Like, why are they in that beautiful location? And it was such a blessing. You know, we got blessed with this gorgeous, immaculate experience because we waited and we didn't give her an attitude. If I would have snapped at her, she would not have done that for us. And in that moment, my mom, I think, was like, you know what? I'm really happy I raised my daughter this way because even when I wanted to yield to my flesh and be annoyed, she stepped up and she did things the way that God would do it. And that's a blessing for me to witness and a lesson for me to learn. So a lot of times, you know, these things come in ebbs and flows. You may not always do the right thing, but as long as you are trying your best to consciously in every moment submit to God's plan and God's will for your life, everything will be okay. I want you to think about any areas in your life that you feel like God has been trying to get you to submit in. Maybe it's something God has asked you to do. Maybe it's something about your career or with your health or with your marriage or relationship. Maybe it's with your money. But think in your life, what is something God has asked me to start listening to him and about? And am I listening? Am I submitting to his plan for my life or am I doing my own thing? And I want you to pray about it and continue this conversation with God and ask him to strengthen you and help him to show you what he desires for your life. So ladies, that's it for today's segment. I hope that this blessed you and just helped you to remember how important it is to submit to the things that God has asked you to do, hearing his voice and listening to it. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person. When we talk about the kingdom of God, that's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's presence. The Holy Spirit is God, but his presence is what brings you the access to the kingdom. So having God inside of you as a believer is so powerful because it's like a personal, I don't want to call it an assistant, but like how I think of it is you're this princess and you got sent to another country to live, but you're still a princess and you didn't even realize you're a princess. So the king sent his personal like advisor, his best top advisor to come and spend time with you, teaching you and training you how to be the princess that you are. And he's with you all day, every day. He's your guide. He's your teacher. He's telling you things. He's helping you out in every situation and reminding you of who you actually are and why you should be behaving differently than everyone else. Of course, he's also a comforter and a helper in every single situation. So the Holy Spirit is God. He's a person. He has a personality. He is not an it, a thing, uh, a mist, a cloud, a feeling, a goosebump. He is none of those things. He is a person. He is God. He is the spirit of God. And he has a personality. He is with you and he helps you in every decision that you make if you decide to listen to him. Okay, so... That is part of submission is your connection and relationship with him, with the Holy Spirit and listening to what he asks you to do. He is not abrasive. He is not rude. He is not scary. He is full of love and he is very gentle. 
But if you choose not to listen to him, his voice seems to get quieter and quieter and quieter till you cannot hear him anymore. And then you feel like, where's God? I feel so disconnected with God. I feel like God doesn't care about me anymore. I feel like God doesn't hear me anymore. You start to just lose sight of your relationship with God because you lost sight with that connection to his Holy Spirit if you are saved. If you're not saved, then you do not have the Holy Spirit. He's not with you. He's around you. He's not inside of you. So that is something that is only given to people who accept Jesus as their Lord. That is a special gift from God. The reason why Jesus died was to bring you him. So I hope that that was helpful. And I hope that this was uh, just a reminder for you how important it is to be submissive in life and how Jesus himself was submissive to the Lord. And that submission is a beautiful, powerful thing in our lives. It is nothing to be ashamed of. It is nothing to feel like you are less than because you're choosing to behave in a submissive and humble way. And it's a reminder that you are to be different. You are to be in the world, but not of the world. You live here, but you're not like them. And you don't want to be like them because you belong to God. I thank you so much for spending time with me today. I thank you for listening to this content. If you want, you can go to my YouTube channel and you can watch the video and support me there. I'm building a family on that channel that is so beautiful. Everyone who really loves God, wants to be closer to God, wants to learn how to be a godly woman is on that channel and I absolutely love it there. So follow me at mornings with Michelle on YouTube. And you can also follow me on Instagram at the Dr. Daff show and at Dr. Michelle Daff. And until next time, remember in all things you do make a feminine impression. Bye-bye.